Hey y'all, welcome to Brave, Bold, and Badass, the podcast. I will get to today's episode in a minute so you can hear why I think the way I do on the topic at hand. But first, I want to say a few things about Grace on Tap. That's uh, one of the ways you can work with me because you just might not know that that's available to you. Grace on Tap is a coaching intensive where for our first call, we dedicate three full, beautiful, intensive, awesome hours to really dive deep into a single thing. And let's be real, a single thing is never really a single thing, but more of a few things rolled into a single thought that you have about it. But yeah, I digress. The three awesome hours about what's keeping you stuck and not moving forward in any real significant way in your business. And the reason I say one thing is because I found that if we go all in on one of the things standing in your way, you're set up with the tools and resources to tackle the other things that could be keeping you from showing up. What I've seen clients um, who choose this way of working with me do rather than my regular long-term coaching is phenomenal. I'm just going to say that. One way cool client in particular who wanted to completely change direction um, of what she was doing, yet she sat on the fence for such a long time and couldn't bring herself to make a decision one way or the other. But after our time together, things started to click for her in a myriad of ways. Now, she's killing it in this new-for-her way of working with her peeps. So one of the things we do on this call is talk about flow and your productivity. And we take some time to go into what that would look like, what it looks like now for you, and what it would look like as you need it to be so you can build your business bigger and better. So go book you your Grace on Tap intensive, and let's you and me dance together for a bit. Okay, let's go on with this episode about the term limiting beliefs that I call crapola. Hey there, welcome to Brave, Bold, and Badass, the podcast. I'm your host, Grace Howes, biz soul nudger and mindset coach, for highly driven, soul-conscious women age 40 and over just starting or transitioning in their business. I support them as they work to get out of their own damn way to find out exactly what's causing the stuck so they can move through it to build their business, their wealth, and their lives in a more authentic, true-to-who-they-are way. In this podcast, we'll dive deep into what it takes, the mindset, the energy, the capacity, and yes, the confidence to grow a successful and thriving business your way. My wish is that you will be inspired and motivated, but also that you're armed, informed, and enlightened by the words shared here to help you come back to yourself. This is Brave, Bold, and Badass, the podcast. Let's do this, shall we? First, I got to say, that title wasn't clickbait. I truly dislike the phrase limiting beliefs, and I don't believe we should be using it. Yet life coaches, business coaches, all coaches, 
regularly use it to describe their clients, including me at one point when I first started in my coaching career. I've since stopped using the term altogether when I talk about my work. So yes, there are things we believe about ourselves that limit our actions, not denying that part. So the word makes sense, but there's something about it that gets my goat. Okay, let me explain with this example. To use the term limiting beliefs, to me, is akin to calling a child who is encountering problems and issues in their life a problem child. That's the description that someone would have for a child. That just sets the child up for believing that they themselves are the problem when it's their actions and their responses. That's what's at issue. The behaviors they exhibit can be changed for the better. So does that still make them a problem, quote unquote, child? Of course not. Because in the end, words carry a stigma that can stay with a person for a lifetime, always influencing their actions and thinking that they are a problem. Now, some might say to me, if you're listening right now, it's just semantics, Grace. Yes, and a part of me still wholeheartedly and emphatically disagrees. Even though I know that just by speaking my truth on this, this term will not disappear from our lexicon. As I see it, these words are used to label women mostly because we still make up a large percentage of those who seek out support from a coach. That probably might be why I wrestle with it so much. I must say, when I hear the words limiting belief now, I get irritated inside because it's mostly applied to a deficiency in women. A colleague of mine, when I asked her about it, says when she hears these words directed at her, it implies that somehow she's broken and needs to be fixed and that it leaves her with a heavy feeling. My thoughts exactly. I believe that they unnecessarily put another label on us, as if we don't give ourselves enough negative labels, right? And it's for this reason why I stopped using the term limiting beliefs with my own clients. So in this podcast episode, my aim is not to try to change your mind about these two words, but I do want to establish two things. One, to clarify in more clear terms what specifically we coaches are referring to, what these two words are really about, and two, to dispel the myth that getting rid of quote-unquote limiting beliefs will magically make your life and things better. Yep, I am going there. First, let's define exactly what it means by limiting beliefs. It is an umbrella term used to describe the myriad of thoughts people have about themselves that they use to constrain their actions unconsciously or sometimes even intentionally. The following I statements are infamous for curtailing any forward movement, whether you're consciously aware or not, because of the absoluteness of them. Each one, and so many more like them, immediately invites your internal wall to come up, stay up indefinitely, and has you holding on to a narrative that sucks the life out of you. 
Some of these absolute I statements I've heard from my own clients. Some come from things I've heard or read. And not surprising to you probably, from my own brain. When she's got shit all to do other than crap all over me. I digress again. Okay, let's get to them. See if any of these ring true for you now, or maybe you recognize them because you've used them a time or 10 before. Let me get started. I get too easily distracted to maintain focus. I never finish what I start. I will never have the time to do what I really want to do. I'm no good at blank, fill in your thing that you think you're not good at. I have no discipline anyway, so I can't be consistent. I'm no good with money, never will be. I don't know how to craft a plan, launch a project, write effectively, or sell anything. Or these two doozies. I am not smart, skilled, clever, knowledgeable, ambitious, or like them enough to be successful. Of course, them being those you compare yourself to. And this last one. I just don't have what it takes to succeed. I'll just quietly raise my hand over here on that one. All of these judgmental thoughts we have can and do induce the following add-on to all of these statements. So why even start or do the thing anyway? Dun, dun, dun. Some of the solutions being given out as a way to banish limiting beliefs as if it's a piece of clothing you can take off, are just not enough. I've heard stuff like, surround yourself with positive people. Recite positive affirmations to train your brain. Read more self-development books because these thoughts will go away after. Write down your gratefuls. And even this one that I call guru speak. Follow my 3-5-10 step process and you too will no longer engage in limiting beliefs. Trust me. Now, don't get me wrong. Each one of these, each one of the above solutions can be added to your repertoire of good habits to engage in. But sadly, none of them in and of themselves helps you to reframe your mind. Any one of those I statements uttered actually does the opposite. It stops any action that would help you get out of the mental muck that keeps you stuck. And sometimes I feel as if saying that they are limiting beliefs gives us the excuse to not to try. Now, I know I'll probably get pushback on that one and that's okay. Broad shoulders, y'all. Words like these also go far in getting you to label yourself as less than, thereby giving you a framework for using any number of other negative descriptive words about yourself. Okay, one thing. Let me make it crystal clear. Absolutes like these is the killer of confidence and motivation. Absolute statements like these use words like always or none, every or only, and the dreaded never. Absolutes are strictly in the binary camp of right or wrong. Either I have it or I don't. Either it's possible or impossible. There's 
no middle ground, not even a gray area to negotiate in or to, to do a workaround, to create a workaround. Absolutes do not dwell in possibility. I want to say that one again. In fact, I really want to shout this one from a rooftop. Let me find one for a minute. Nope, none, none around. But I'll say it anyway. Absolutes do not dwell in possibility. Never have, never will. Speaking in absolutes removes thinking from the equation. And saying that you have limiting beliefs puts you, puts anyone, straight in the camp of an absolute with no way to get out. This means that possibility is either a permanently closed, triple locked door, or one that's not even recognized as being available to be opened. Now, that's a visual. Here's how I describe them instead. They are negative beliefs based on internal thoughts that are perceived as truths. They don't limit you per se. It's your self-belief that is lacking because these thoughts just don't appear from out of nowhere. Your life experience and those of others that have been passed on to you have given you the evidentiary proof that then opened a secondary window to these negative thoughts. I believe every human has unlimited potential. That's not to say, however, that every human can do everything. Of course not, right? But every person has unlimited potential in them that depends on the quantity and quality of their self-belief. It all goes back to our own self-concept about our abilities and our capabilities and the unconscious beliefs they stem from. Beliefs have the power to create and the power to destroy. That's a quote by Tony Robbins. I truly believe that. If your beliefs don't empower you, they disempower you. It's that simple and unfortunately that complicated to untangle. Most people are not aware that these negative statements are a part of their general thought patterns and processes or that they're working from ingrained and long-held habits that guide their actions. The amount of times I've been on a call with a client when they recognize some yucky thought is what they think about themselves and that they've been doing it for ages yet hadn't a clue that's actually what was happening. These, I tell you, I tell you, are some of the best aha moments to witness. Seeing them see themselves for the first time in this particular light and because of the work we'd already done together, judgment doesn't automatically roll right in. Heaven, I tell you. For me, using the words limiting beliefs sets us, you, me, everybody up for failure the minute they are uttered to you and about you just by the mere use of the word limiting. Okay, let me quickly address the idea that getting rid of these limiting beliefs, quote unquote, will magically make everything better in your life because you'll know how to kick ass in business and success will be all but guaranteed because you no longer hold these limiting beliefs, right? Um, one small thing with that, 
you are human, right? And humans have failings. We mess up all the time. And that's when we easily go back to errant thoughts and behaviors that we thought we'd actually gotten rid of. And then something happens that catches you off guard and down the rabbit hole of blame, shame, and playing the you are not enough game you go. We don't get rid of these thoughts completely. We can instead learn about what's not true and implement tools to mitigate the effects of these untrue beliefs. But life comes at us hard sometimes, whether we're ready for these event happenings or not. It means that we will always experience and exhibit some kind of behavior and have all manner of feelings about things. You can do the inner work needed to change your thoughts, but thinking that these thoughts you hold about yourself will just disappear once you do this work is incorrect and sad because it's an ongoing process of self-discovery through self-inquiry, a process and a journey that is so worth the effort. Not a one and done kind of thing, but a beautiful journey inwards, almost like a chrysalis cocooning to eventually turn into a free butterfly. Over time with work, these thoughts will recede, but they don't fully disappear. They become a part of who we were. And that to me is priceless because it's the most authentic nature of you emerging. So much more I want to say on this topic, but I'm trying to keep these episodes as little snippets of thought information and wonder to pepper and add to your day. So I'll leave it at that. Quick heads up, there's a slight change in patterning coming up. I wanted to let you know that next week begins my first six-part series for the podcast. Yeah, your girl is growing up. So stay tuned for that. Before I go, don't forget about Grace on Tap. I have space to schedule about eight or ten of these intensive this month. I need to check and make sure. And I would love for one of them to be yours. The link to book is in the show notes. Any questions you have before you commit to a Grace on Tap intensive, hit me up on the DMs on the gram. I'd be happy to answer them for you. Alrighty then, till next time, be brave, be bold, stay badass.